It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, welcome and good morning, everyone. Chris Cotton with the Weekly Blitz. Today, I want to talk about active coaching. But before we do that, I always like to ask you guys if you have any questions, comments, concerns, and most and or more importantly, any topic ideas. If you have any, please don't hesitate to reach out to me, Chris at autofixsos.com. As always, it's a beautiful day outside. Let's get started. So what I'm about to share with you isn't going to turn you into a coach overnight. It's really, really hard to do that. But hopefully it'll make you a better leader and manager at the same time, uh, helping you to reduce your employees' dependence on your time, right? So um, if we're able to empower them to be free thinkers and to think through a process and they don't have to come to us to get final approval and they're okay with that and you're okay with that, then it's going to free up more of your time to do what you need to do. So first thing, active coaching should be a daily informal act. Not just occasionally, not like when you're bored, when you don't have anything to do. And and it's not formal like, hey, it's coaching time. And you go out and be like, hey, come here, I'm coaching you. Um, it's it's kind of good to be Yoda, um, especially when you're able to help people work through a problem that they didn't know they have and come out on the other side. And then you just kind of like fade into the shadows, right? So the essence of active coaching lies in helping others and unlocking their potential, uh, again, sometimes without them knowing it. So so deciding to take more of an active coaching role is simple, but it's not easy. It's hard to change behavior, and it takes courage to try something new, you know, resilience to keep going again and again when it doesn't work the first time, which guess what? It's not going to work the first time. You're going to mess this up, um, but that's okay. Learn from it and and move on. We're going to start here, and I want you to listen and try the following three questions when you start active coaching. Um, some of you guys, some of you coaches of mine and ours, um, might've heard some of these before. And so this is, this is where, where I get, get that. So number one, what's on your mind Two, and what else? And three, what's the real challenge here for you? So these three questions are powerful script for your active coaching session. There's tons of demands on your time as a busy repair shop owner. And typically when someone comes to us, it's either because they truly don't have the answer, they're too lazy to come up with the answer on their own, or they don't trust that they will come up with the right answer that will satisfy you, right? They can come up with something, but they might, a lot of the time, the terminology is scared. They're scared of you. I don't know why. We're all puppies, unicorns and rainbows, sunshine every day, right? As auto shop owners, nobody should be scared of us. Unfortunately, the main reason for all this is because you've allowed it to go on. So what if you actively coached your staff to work through a problem and they come up with an answer that they probably already knew, right? They just felt comfortable in what they're doing. And then we allow them to be confident in the results, knowing that they didn't have to come to the boss to make the final addition or final decision. So let your employees know it's okay to be free thinking. Once you fully embrace this method, um, you'll find that things start happening around you without you having to be in the middle of everything, right? And, and that frees up more of our time to work on our business and not in it. So when you pick somebody, I want you to start somewhere easy. Choose somebody that might be up for coaching. Pick a staff member with whom it's going to go sideways with. And, and at that point, the only way's up. And you've got nothing to lose. The other thing, start small. Try one or two of the questions. Um, master those and move on. Don't give up. Things are going to go sideways, like I said. You're going to fail miserably. 
Don't let that stop you. Get back up, practice again, fail. You know, feedback and failure will move you towards perfection. And fourth, this is the most, this is the thing that I struggle with as a coach and working with you guys is resist the urge to provide the answer. Typically, because of the, the time constraints on you, you'll find yourself jumping to the answer, the conclusion, or giving them advice before they even finish their statement. In order to have a high-performance work team, you have to force yourself to listen until the end of the question and then go into coach mode. It's easy to give the answer and advice, but it's much better for them and you in the long term if you let them work through the issue and help them find the answer. So when you first pull them in or you're first talking to them, don't get trapped into the small talk. Forget about asking about weather, kids, etc. Move to a powerful open opening question. What's on your mind? Before we go further into this, let's talk about active listening. One of the most helpful statements that's ever been shared with me is make sure that what is said is what is heard. And, and I want to make sure that you're in a place where you can give your participant all of your attention and make sure that you're not distracted. The worst thing you can do is to be in, in an active coaching session with an employee and be seen as not paying attention. Once you've heard them, then use the statement to clear up any ambiguity. What I heard you say is, and repeat it back to them. That way it'll clear up any misunderstandings that you may have or may have interpreted. And the reason why we ask the first question, what's on your mind, is because it's open and it invites the coachee to get to the heart of the matter and share what's important to them. And at this point, you're not telling them or guiding them. You're letting them make choices for themselves. And at the same time, that question's focused. It's not an invitation to tell you everything. It gets them right to what's keeping them up at night and what makes their heart beat faster, hopefully. It's a question that also lets them talk about the thing that matters most to them at that time if you skip the fluff. After you think they've exhausted all of that, ask them the second question. And what else? You can also switch it up into like a finishing question. Is there anything else? So at some point, you need to be able to recognize success. And that point, you'll hear there is nothing else. And so once they've said that, you need to recognize it, take a bow, and move on. Um, and what else works so well because it keeps your employees generating options and keeps you from commenting until they've said there is nothing else. You're not done listening until you're done listening. You're not allowed to give your opinion, right? So when people start talking to you about a challenge that they're having, it usually isn't the problem, right? When you start jumping into fix things, that's when you end up on the road to Abilene one of three different ways. You work on the wrong problem. You do the work that the individual should be doing or the work doesn't get done. When you don't rush in and fix the problem, this is the third question you should ask to slow things down. What is the real challenge here for you? By asking this, you're cutting through the fog and getting to the specific issue for them. What is the challenge for them? What is wrong here? What are you doing? So finally, always remember to ask questions that start with what and not why. Why questions tend to put them on the defensive, especially if you've used the wrong tone uh, what questions will put the coachee at ease and let them know that you're trying to help them solve the problem, right? When you ask why, it's because you want more detail and you want more detail because you want to fix the problem. That just puts you back in the circle of dependence, which we don't want to be in. It's time to step outside that circle and get back to working on your business and not in it. This is Chris. If you have any questions, comments, or current concerns, feel free to email me, chris at autofixsos.com. Have a great day, everybody.